Why don't you trust Hobbs, Jason? I do. Yo, Jason, <laughs> trust. You got to trust. And everybody else, um, welcome to another episode of the Where It Went podcast, where we... <clears throat> what? No yo? I said yo, but it was a very quick yo. It was short. Yeah, it was just it was a yo. Short. But you know what? Yeah. This is a quick record. It is, uh, yeah. Fair so enough. I, I shortened it to reflect the length of the record. Jason. It's to scale. So for instance, like ice burn. You get, a, you get a big oh, yo. Like, yo. <laughs> in like seven sixteenths time. Yo. Fucking love ice burn. Ice burns getting the long yo though. But yeah, this is yo. a short record. Short and sweet. We're talking about the Revelation Records released by Into Another, the Poison Fingers seven inch. Not the otherwise known as the not the herbivore known as the two be free seven inch. The two be free seven inch. After this interview, yes, I'm gonna call it the two be free seven inch. This is now on a very interesting record. I mean, even like aesthetically, when you pick the record, save that for the end. Let's save that. Yeah, let's save it for you. I'm just I'm just giving a little uh throwing a little shine on it, like just giving people a taste of what they're they're in for. Yeah, this is polishing the apple for the interesting record and um. Our, ep- our interview with the band probably could have been shorter, but why waste an opportunity to talk to Into Another? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I love and, talking to those guys, man. Yeah, man, they are I, great. I just love that when, you, when, they, when they talk, it's like, you're like, how did this band ever stop playing? Like, it almost seems like, you know what I mean? But I get they're older now, and, and you know, you, you kind of learn to things that maybe would end in which they 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 talk about i'm sure we'll get there with seamless you know because it was their last record for a time but just they they get along so well they joke they have this really great um camaraderie you can just tell there's a lot of love there for each other so that's always inspiring well before we get too deep into the interview do we have anything that we need to Greg, you got anything to shout out today? Any bit of bows? Um, well, yeah, I want to give, I know, I, and I like mentioning Sloan because Jason hates oh, the, God, word Sloan, the word Sloan. But I had to say that I did the, you know, I talked about being on the Sloan podcast. And I always say, you never know who's listening. You never know when you put this stuff out into the universe podcast no matter how small you may think it is, you, know, you never know who's going to hear. And when I did the Sloan cast, I had mentioned, you know, the, the record we were talking about, I, it's very hard to find. Uh, it's a seven inch where the band is doing the, you know, the minor threat salad days pose on the discord house steps. And it's just a two song single. And it's great. It's them doing like their, you know, their own two like fast hardcore songs or whatever. And the, I can't really say singer because all four of them sing, but the one of the, you know, the most, probably the most prominent one, Chris Murphy, who is straight edge, by the way, lead singer, the lead singer, bass player, Chris (laughs) Murphy, uh, you know, Edgeman, like myself, he got my address from the podcast guys, wrote me a nice letter saying, thanks for the kind words on the podcast. And from Canada sent me the seven inch. Oh Yeah. And that's cool. I love that stuff. But I, you know, it's funny. He, 
was on, um, I would say anybody that wants to maybe learn about their connection to hardcore, besides listening to the Sloan cast that I talked on, uh, check out Damien uh, Abraham from Fucked Ups, Turned Out a Punk. What a great show. That's a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Chris was one of the early episodes, so I don't think it's mm-hmm. in iTunes, but you can listen to it on you know the internet if you just search. And he talked about how pivotal Ian Mackay was. And he basically, you know, he met Ian when he was young and he just basically said, that's always how I was going to carry myself, no matter how popular the band got. Because Sloan's huge in Canada, but they're just known for being the super approachable band that will actually communicate with their fans and stuff. And he got that from hardcore and from Ian. So bit of bow to Sloan, Sloan cast, Chris Murphy. And uh, but that, that's all I got. Hold on, Jay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it now. Uh, just to touch on, I want to touch on two things you got there. First of all, Turned Out a Punk. My favorite episode of Turned Out a Punk was with Biff Naked. Huh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Biff Naked and I have like a, 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 a internet friendship. I've sent her my band's music. She, she's like, she's great. She's a really interesting person. And to hear her connection to hardcore uh, was really cool and really interesting to me. So check that episode out with Biff Naked. To touch on what you're saying about you never know who's listening, uh, we got a new Patreon supporter this week. I'm going to put him on blast right now. And if you want to, if you want to check us out on Patreon, we're actually super active on it. Uh, you have access to a Discord and Last month, we had like an hour and a half of fucking extra um, content. This person, it shocked me when, when, uh, when we got this follow because I'm always very uh, self, self-conscious of like, oh shit, did I say something that like bummed somebody out? right? Because I have interesting opinions. Our friend Balaram Shakti Das told me the other day that my opinions about music are not even real. And, but there are people who oddly love my opinion, right? Doug, Doug Carrion, Peter Kortner, and now uh, Dustin Perry from the band Snapcase. For for Dustin, I'm going to publicly apologize for every time I've said that anything past steps is unlistenable, don't take it personally. It's just my one person's opinion. Uh, but I love that you're interested in what we're saying and welcome. And uh, uh, so bit of bow to Dustin and bit of bow as always to Tyler from Inclination. Just love that dude. And um yeah, and Dustin's it. from uh, Dustin's from Minneapolis. Yes, right, and um, he has a shared love of the replacements, from what I've seen, um, and I believe Who's Could Do, you know, all the Minneapolis stuff that that I love. I'm sure Prince. I'm sure he loves Prince, Bob Dylan. Um, the best Minneapolis band in in my world is Disembodied. Mm. Um, that for me, that's the Alpha Omega. You know, that good, good. I mean, a lot of good music's come out of there. I was thinking too about, uh, I don't know if they still listen, but I've been contacted early on and I was like starstruck. 
by uh, Patty from Dillinger 4. Oh, um, sick. Who's a fantastic Minneapolis band who releases like, you know, one album every decade. And uh, they're awesome. So, Patty, if you are listening, talk to us for a bonus episode. Yo, sick bonus episode. Talk about that. Yeah. So, anyway. Jason, uh, got anything? I I agree, though. You never know who's listening. Uh, You never know. And you know what? When I was a teacher for the company Paul Mitchell, we had a saying internally, and that was, you're always on stage. Because, like, you can't get into a fight anymore in the world because someone's filming. It's going to go up on YouTube. It's going to go up on TikTok. All the world is a stage. You never know who's watching, who's listening. So I try to keep that in mind. And if I said everything that I'm thinking, man, you'd all be dead. Damn. To, to quote the late, great Charles Manson. Damn. <laughs> uh, and, and on that note. <laughs> I don't know. Jason. <laughs> no, I was going to just say, check out the Tony Molina interview on Turned Out of Punk. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what was like, because I'm sorry, I, I, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I loved the Steve McDonald one. That was an early one. I don't one think I listened well. to that one. Uh, from Laura Jane like, Grace one was really good. But there was there was one, uh, I don't know the name. It's the, is it the singer of Lucero? It was a great interview. Uh, no, uh, Brian Venable from uh, Lucero, the guitar That's player, it. who yes. is a big time supporter of Contraband my nice. web store somehow and i be also became friends with on the internet and i've sent him some raid merchandise brian's nice. story talking about the early days of yes. the hardline movement this is was was very interesting and i highly recommend that episode as well yeah it's just it's it's a, it's a cool show i also like when he has you know some of the like actors and stuff on there uh, yeah. you know what though i don't know that i've ever finished an episode my i have kind of like podcast add uh that happens a lot with Disgraceland as well even though those episodes are only like 40 minutes long uh also bit about you Disgraceland, um great great podcast i'm looking at the turned out of punk website right now and the latest episode is with martin serendigi uh from los crudos and oh nice Limp yeah. and stuff and it looks like does he post videos of it now? I can't tell. But um, man, just it's looking nice. through his latest episodes, uh, Tim Kerr, Mike Herrera, um, Emily like Tim, Snickers, Curry. Um, Tim Curry, John. Bra- oh, John Brandon was on it, and wasn't yes. it like his like one of his first ever podcast episodes or first something? Podcast. Yeah, I listened to that one. Also Steve good. Caballero. Uh, yeah, Tony Molina. Man, so many people. Nancy Burrill. Uh, anything else no, we can talk about? Well, then I think it's time to kick it! about the human animal's tendency to contaminate and destroy everything it touches. It's called poison fingers. <laughs>
All right, you want to get you want to kick it? Yeah, let's kick it. You know, I didn't know until we did the Ignore Us um, episode that these songs were recorded at the same time as Ignore Us, Mm. correct? So, I guess the the first, let's just jump right into it. Did you know that those extra two songs were going to be on a seven inch or did you just record it and then everything just kind of started rolling and you're like, well, we got these extra couple songs. Let's make something. If, if memory serves, I think we kind of edited those, edited those out of the sequence for the album. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. And then they ended up on it's a seven inch. All right. Yes, you're correct. Peter, Peter you, you have a far better memory than I, I did. Uh, so yeah, we we recorded all the songs together, and uh, I I think when yeah, when trying to get a, I don't I don't remember uh, my habitat. We, we recorded all the songs together in in one shot, and we assumed that they were all going to be out together on the record. And uh, in the course of sequencing the record, we we kind of thought that those two songs in particular, uh, herbivore. And to be free didn't really fit in in terms of the, the overall mood of the record after you know listening to it in context. It it didn't really help to tell the story, so we didn't have any expectation that we would put them out. I think as a as a you know a bonus seven incher or or CD EP, but uh, it just wound up that way because um, you know Jordan asked like, well, we have these extra tracks. Do you want to do something with them? You know, so we we have. I think Richie had the idea. Let's do it for a, a good cause. Not me. All right. There's. You the, didn't want uh, to do it for a good cause. You wanted to donate it to a bad cause. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is Poison Fingers is, was that remixed at all for this, or it's just the same exact? I, I haven't done an A B. Well, there's comparison. a there's a 12 inch uh, dub version by King Tubby. I don't know if you. Oh, guys. nice. I saw that on Discogs, on the secret Discogs link on the Into Another. Yeah, it's labeled Scientist, but it's actually it's actually Tubby. Um, Did I? Did we do a different mix? Yeah, I know we did a different mix. It's a different mix. A different song on a different seven inch, which which is uh, Tail. Uh, But no, uh, it is okay. So it's a different mix. It might even be an edit. Honestly, like uh, I think it might be a little bit. I think for whatever reason, we we might have tried to do it uh, a little differently since we knew we were going to go back and put that out uh, with the other two songs. Um, but I, I do think that there's a definitely a different mix and and possibly an edit on it. So, Richie, how did you get involved with Peta? Uh, Peter Moses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to make that joke. Hell of a day. <laughs> Uh, actually i unilaterally decided that um proceeds should be sent to PETA because i don't think that it requires kind of interfacing with them and getting their permission to simply send donations so i just uh i I called up jordan now you can hear me right yeah you sound good yes (laughs) okay so yeah just called up jordan one day and said hey you know what let's uh since there's a song on this uh, seven inch about abstaining from eating dead animals. Why don't we give the proceeds to Peter? And he was he was into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have that really prominent vegan tattoo on your forearm. Who did that? And when did you get that done? That was actually done by Siv, 
in, I think it was in 1990. Wow. Memory serves. Nice. Vegan wasn't like a household thing. Like, no. I think people have to realize in context, too, even in 95, vegan was like kind of, you know, I don't want to say like Hated. super underground, but it was, yeah, like it was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you no, know, no, in hardcore yes, we would, knew it, but, yes, you know. people, people would like, would look at you with derision and scorn and, you know, challenge you all the time. Um, and yeah, it's, it was a very, very different climate. Um, what if you were stranded on an Island? Would you still not eat meat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all, the, all those questions. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, there's horse blood in your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or people would just literally say things like, Oh God, I could never do that. Or so, or, you know, they, or, you know, They'd say things like, how could you get that word just put on your arm permanently? <laughs> and and I'd, I'd usually, because I'm <clears throat> thin-skinned and immature, I'd, I'd try and say something that cuts so deep that I'd reduce them to tears, like in front of their kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Increasing their hatred of vegans, yeah. I'd just demonstrate my, uh, my ironic ability to inflict uh, grievous bodily harm on humans, although I was, you know, living uh <clears throat> a cruelty-free life otherwise so was this <laughs> was this seven inch i know it wasn't recorded it was recorded at the same time we've established that part but was it by the time it was released had you guys already signed to hollywood so this was like you kind of knew this was like the last uh thing on rev or um which again we'll get to the to the album in another episode but when, when did we release it <laughs> was it, it, says nine, it says 95 it says 95 it was yeah. before it was before we it, yeah we, we yeah i think when we put the wheels in motion we didn't know yet that we were like sellouts right we were right sellouts. yeah it was, it was sellout. yeah exactly yeah. we were aspiring we hadn't made our millions yet aspiring sellouts uh, yeah. <laughs> we hadn't invested in google yet our so so when it came out, what did what was like the reception like for people with this, especially with a song as, um, you know, like like herbivore, where it's the message is very clear. Did you guys meet with like derision, or was it just like not? Uh, no, I mean, because the the only people who who you know sought that seven inch out or got it or came across it, you know, tended to be people who liked us, there were some of those people. And, and um, I think the people I spoke to about that song in particular um, were really, uh, really happy that we were saying those things. And we were, you know, we were, it was, we were saying them in a pretty explicit way. Um, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't metaphor or, you know, allegory or anything. It was just a, it was a pretty, one of the mo one of the more cut and dry lyrics, I'd say, nothing to decode really, just expository writing in the guise of poetry. And by '95, you have a lot of people involved in hardcore punk underground music that are starting to gravitate towards a vegan lifestyle. Uh, Earth crisis is huge by this time, or getting huge, and so you have introductions to more. You know, it's it's more than just uh, we don't eat meat. It's starting to get deeper into it, and people are starting to protest circuses 
and do direct action and become involved with the ALF and things like that. So I think that those sentiments, you know, it, 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 it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think there was more of that in the in the zeitgeist. I mean, listen, there were people long before us or Earth Crisis. I mean, one of the first people that made me start thinking about it was, well, two two people were Paul McCartney and George Harrison. Mm-hmm. You know, I discovered just by reading when I was younger that they were vegetarian, and then it got me, that got me thinking. And then just you know, uh, just little things kind of crept in, and just my own feelings of like you know of uh, you know, loving animals and seeing the cruel irony and the fact that I was like, I was eating them, but I loved them. And, you know, so the, the, I think those existed, but you're right. There, there did seem to be in that, in that scene in the, in the hardcore scene and then in the post hardcore scenes, more and more of that going on. And, and, you know, now, which I, I think it's great, it's really, um, in, in the mainstream, the ideas, uh, you know, the idea of eating a plant-based diet and abstaining from animal animal <clears throat> products is not, you're not considered a member of a lunatic fringe if you live that way. And right. in fact, you know, there are like publicly traded companies um, that are making plant-based products. So, yeah. so I, I wanted to ask, this may be like, it's a sort of an odd question, but, you know, Hav mentioned with bands like Earth Crisis and stuff, they were like, they were all vegan. Was the whole band, were you guys all, at least at that time, you know, I don't, whatever now, hey, um, were you all vegan? So you were all on board? Was it the kind of thing where, or was it something where it was just like, hey, it's cool. Like, I know, you know, you hear about like the Smiths or whatever. And like some of the guys like, were just like, yeah, hey, we thought it was a cool message, but you know, that was mainly Morrissey and Johnny's thing or whatever. I think except for Tony, uh, we, we were, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, Richie and then Peter and I, uh, at, yeah, it just were at that time. I, I, I'm not so much anymore, but, uh, you know, it, at that what time. What was it like on the road being vegan in 1995? It, it, it was, it was tougher, but believe it or not, there, you know, you'd find like little pockets of, you know, two examples I can think of, uh, you know, in on the West Coast, um, I think in Washington State, there were these, you know, Seventh-day Adventist restaurants where everything was plant-based, including like soft-serve ice cream that was cashew-based. And that's back then. Um, I remember we were in, in, in the South, in Alabama, I believe, and we stumbled on a, a vegan restaurant that was serving, uh, you know, vegan fried green tomatoes and sausage and stuff that uh, it was all. I think, I think that wasn't it. It was like Athens, Georgia. It was like a roadside, greasy. I don't think it was, no, it wasn't in Athens. Truck or something. Oh, I was gonna say I, Athens. I that that's like my. Uh, I don't think. I think that yeah, because oh, Athens. Dear REM. That's my. That's my uh, holy land. You can say B fifty twos. You can uh-huh. say B fifty twos. Oh, don't say REM. Yes. yes. <laughs> I still love you, Greg, but oof. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Fine, B fifty twos. Hey, Richie, speaking of uh, vegan restaurants, do you remember a little spot here in Fountain Valley called Alison? I do. Yes, I actually, I, rock- I recognized you there one time when I went in <laughs> to eat. And I was like, that's the guy from Into Another. Holy shit. Rockognized. Rockognized. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you. Son is, is not there anymore. It's uh, now a Sam's Club. But we have many other great 
vegan restaurants here. But that was because the first. of that anecdote. And Sam's Club, you can probably buy like a, recognized. <laughs> you can probably buy like a hundred Impossible patties at, at yes. Sam's Club. Yeah, I'm a beyond, I'm a beyond guy. You know how Same. like you're either Coke yeah. or Pepsi or Microsoft or Apple. I'm not Same. into GMO like Monsanto. You know. No. But. Yeah, Impossible uh, hurts my wife's stomach incredibly. Yeah, beyond. it's hard to digest, man. Yeah, Beyond's a little better. Beyond just flies through you, man. Plus the band Beyond. I mean, we get... Yes. There you right. go. Shout out to and Beyond. do it. And one it step beyond. Should, should mm. say on the patties, just say do, do it. it. Neo-ska song, neo-ska <laughs> cover. You know? You got, it covers it all. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of... Uh, uh, I'm I'm doing I'm citing a lot of Jamaican music today. I like it. It's yeah, we're brain brainstorming. It's hey, did did these songs make it into your set list uh, around this time? Yeah, Urban yeah we played them. Played just a handful of times, right? Yeah, not so much. Like the thing is, as far as them being message songs, I guess if you want to call them that, on to some degree, we didn't really play them that much. Like Herbivore was, yeah, like Rishi said, a handful of times, and To Be Free was probably less than that. Mm-hmm. They're they're definitely, um, you know, our our lo- like our lower rung, lower tier songs to play. I think we when we did because. some. Repeats, I don't see it that way at all. I'd rather yeah. play those songs. <laughs> well, no, I, at least now like, we didn't yeah. didn't play because. them so much at the time. I I mean I don't remember past. A yeah, few we didn't play to be free that much. Yeah, right. or, or, or like play somewhat. Peter's yeah. Peter is because he's such a virtuoso. He likes to play those songs. Are the post-hardcore equivalent of like all 10 Chopin etudes and Rachmaninoff uh, three in one. Yeah, Herbivore's got like 17 parts uh, in it and that's just like in the beginning of the song. (laughs) They're awesome. They're awesome songs though. Like, and I think I might've mentioned this maybe to you, Drew. uh, Mm. To Be Free, oddly enough, was the one that was on the Rev in-flight program. So for a lot of people, I was surprised that yeah, could have been their first. That's the first into another song I ever heard. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's a trip. I didn't realize that when you told me that. Uh, you know, I thought that you know beyond the just the EP that those songs pretty much got lost in the shuffle, uh, and that we were pretty you know, negligent in terms of getting them across since we never played them so much. We did. We did a, to be free a couple of times at the reunion shows. Um, still like to do Herbivore. I was, you know, like I agree with Peter. It's a fun song to play. I'm more into <laughs> it now you know, in terms of uh, playing it than I probably was back then. And they're so, both still... Drew just can't get over the, the drum sound. He can't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, it's a drum, exactly. <laughs> Those little pops and squeaks on the drums. <laughs> Plus Metallica stole the lyrics on Herbivore. I just realized I was looking... I was watching the other day randomly the uh, Some Kind of Monster, you know, where they go to therapy and all that. And they're yeah. they're writing the lyrics for St. Anger and they're like... My lifestyle determines my death style. <laughs> and, like, they, you know, if I had a nickel for every time they ripped us off, I got it. <laughs> have 45 they, cents. They, they clearly were, were into another fans and had the record in it. That clearly. seeped into their consciousness. Clearly. Yeah. Eight James has later. that star tattoo, you know? Yeah, definitely. Jason, you brought up the, before we started recording, you brought up the layout. And I think the layout of this record is interesting because it is kind of minimal, right? It's like, there's no insert. Because um, of the lack of content. I, I basically took a detail from a photo, okay. scanned it, played with saturation and stuff. It was actually a photo from a show we did at the Limelight 
where I did a kind of a serpent in the rainbow kind of voodoo face. Yeah, my friend, uh, little little Chris, actually just sent me a photo. It you, it's posted on the into another Instagram, and you're wearing like a red shirt, and you have kind of like skull makeup around. Yeah, and it I, looks I did like, like a, a bone through your nose. I was biting blood capsules, so there was like blood dripping, and the the shirt didn't start out red, but it turned red, and uh, with fake blood. Anyway, so I just took a detail of that, just just blew it out and played with, uh, you know, just kind of turned it into uh, something other than what it started out as. And then, and threw a very, very bold oblique typeface over it to stand out as a, and with a spot color, like a fifth color. Yeah. It doesn't have the, the like into another logo on the front. And it, it is interesting when I look at it in the light now, the, the reds are like in a spot varnish on the on the yeah. on the cover and then the silver is an interesting choice like you almost have to move the 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 cover around to read everything it, you can't just look at it like head on it's it's very interesting i guess you had to get it done by the end of the day and you know he just whipped it up and part of that was jordan <laughs> is the it, it kind of degrades over time when it first when that you know was new that that silver PMS color, that spot color stood out a little more. And then over time, you know, it kind of dulls, loses contrast. But I actually like it. I like what it turns into over time. And it's cool that there's no, like it, like Cobb said, there's not the logo. It just yeah. it almost looks like someone wouldn't like wouldn't know because it's like it could just be four song names on the front. Yeah. And then it has we didn't really we didn't really stick to that logo too you know, too tenaciously like some bands do. I mean, we use it from time to time, but we, we strayed away from it here and there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes its way onto some part of the layout in, in most things, but, you know, it's not always front and center. And the record has a big hole in it, which, and I was told one time on, I, everybody, it's okay to have the seven, the seven inch has a big a hole. One. Anytime but, anyone says big hole, it's okay to chuckle. I so have some I have some weird record shinfo. I used to DJ at a bar and the bartender was also a DJ. And he told me that the little adapter that goes in the middle of a seven inch with a big hole is called a tricificator. So I did some internet research and I I, I can't confirm that. But that word has made its way into my lexicon because it's an interesting very word. Star Trek. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, Captain Henry. Yeah, I can't even say that stuttering. <laughs> but, it, but that also does possibly inhibit some people from playing the record. Like they, their record player might not have oh. an adapter and they have to go out and, and pick up one. We need to market into another branded tricificators immediately. Hey, with the star on it, eleven pointed tricificators. Yes, yes. Yeah. gold. So. I have a tricorder sound on my iPhone. Mm. Um, yes, yes, we need. That's a great idea, Pete. Uh, yeah. I'll get on. I'll get on it. Richie, why didn't you put that you did the layout on the on the record? Wrong with you. I, I don't know. We we you know but that was like just utilitarian. Pete, Pete and I would fire up. Aldous freehand or whatever, and just throw uh -huh. together. So, um, you know, we're a band without egos. We're devoid of egos. <laughs> we're self-deprecating to a fault. We suck. 
Why are you speaking? Are you even, <laughs> we're the worst. You're the best. Um, I don't know. Probably a mistake in hindsight. Well, now everyone will know. Yeah. Now we obviously, know. you know, this, this gets around. This is really silly. You're Sorry, gonna... I always make the conversation devolve. And, and I forgot. I... <laughs> no, we love it. I don't know. Yeah, like burkas at, on the next mini tour for all of us. Might be hard to drum in a burka, but. <laughs> okay, Pete, you're wading into territory that's uh, it's going to be. <laughs> you're going to create a controversy, mate. So. Well, you know. This is um, the only. Yeah. This is the only into another seven-inch record, um, yeah. and so there's you know there's a twelve-inch EP. Um, you have some CD singles. You have a lot of different uh, mediums. I always wanted to do it. Too. I hey, I, I love ten-inch records. I know that a lot of record collectors do not enjoy them, but so anyway, I think now it's time to kick some. This is the the virgin run of hot tracks. This is this is this is the first time that hot tracks are released onto the world. Yes. So this is a three song record. Right. And we've already talked about one of the songs uh, at great lengths, including the awesome video featuring Walt Paper. Mm -hmm. I just had to throw that in there also. Um, any chance I get to talk about the new NYC club kids, I will. So I'm going to, no, I'm not going to disqualify Poison Fingers from the hot tracks. If that's your hot track, I want to hear it. Cool. But I'm going to go ahead and go first and kick my hot track, and that is To Be Free. Uh, I think that this song could have made the album, but I'm also glad that it got its own time to shine um, it, on this record. I enjoy the bass um, at the beginning of this record with the the drums. I think that it's kind of a little bit of foreshadowing of seamless um, in a way because it it is it's 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 driving. It's like a perfect bridge in between the two records, I think. And and if you would have told me that this was written and recorded in between the two records, I would have believed you. So. Um, I also appreciate in the cassette, the lyrics to To Be Free get the whole, I know you can't see it because of the glare, but the whole inside of the cassette, is it also in the CD? It's also in the CD, yeah. Just the lyrics to To Be Free. So it gets, it really does get its own shine. So I'm going to call this the To Be Free 7-inch. All right. Uh, Drew, what's your hot track? I'm there. I'm with you. I'm with you, Hoth. To Be Free is is my, my hot track off that one i i think that uh it's just i like that i like the the groove of that one i like that we uh we kind of used it again for in uh uh all the way rider that feel and we didn't use all the way rider on seamless so it's interesting i feel like we were we were staying away from that kind of uh vibe but i i like to be free a lot i like you know i like the changes and we also uh i think i enjoy playing it more now uh in in when we do shows than than back then it's a good one Peter Moses, what's your hot track? Ah, <laughs> uh, gee, uh, uh, um, I, I, I can't pick between those two songs. I like them both. <laughs> Fair enough. It's herbivore be free. Yeah, that's it. Jason, 
What's yeah. your hot track on the Poison Finger 7-inch? To Be Free. Nice. Killer guitar intro, killer bass line. I love the lyrics, and I always appreciate how, Richie, your lyrics are, you know, make, to make people aware of sexism and racism and even, you know, the lyrics to Herbivore. I think it's just respectable. You know, I, I, did Richie go? Did, what did you say? No, not, no he hasn't I, gone yet. Uh, Jason, no, both, I, Jason, both of us have have uh, mentioned the bass line. I played bass in a band for a long time. And when I close my eyes, I cannot imagine how that bass line was played. It's like, it, it like defies my abilities by so much. Sick. And it's like such a testament <laughs> yeah. to Tony's bass playing. It's, it's unreal. got that great like piano string tone too. It sounds really like, you know, he, he uses a pick. So it's got like the nice attack on it. Lovely. Great. Greg. <laughs> What's your hot track? I mean, it's got to be. I love the B side of this record. Like, oh. um, you know, Poison Fingers is is great, um, but the B side is where it really shine. This record shines because the songs are so, like, kind of different from Ignorus. Um, like Hob said, if you would have told me that this was recorded in between them, I would I would have believed it. Um, but I got to go with To Be Free as well. Um, first into another, I heard the lyrics are incredible. I love, you know, anything darker than Use Wild, Spare the Mind Fuck and Spoil the Child. Like, that's sick. Um, and just the message is great. Uh, and, yeah, I love the sound. And, and yeah, that ba the bass intro is, like, just ridiculous. Yeah. It was a nice performance. It's really coming at you, you know. It's got like that uh, that raw like uh, energy that you can't. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's very. It is. It's raw in a good way. It's not super slick. It's like, you know, it just sounds awesome. <laughs> Richie, are you going to be the odd one out here, or is it going to be a, a landslide? No, no, it's weird. You know, I was actually I was kind of vacillating in my head, but so here's here's the thing, and it's it's. Um, it's to be free, and here's why. Um, I, I think the mo I think the most pressing issue in the world on the surface right now, because we're on the precipice of the next mass extinction, and we're causing it this time, is you know we must do away with animal agriculture. So the obvious choice would have been herbivore, and, and I, I'm leaning more toward lyrics here. Um, but but really to get there, there needs to be a you know basically another the pendulum has to swing and we need something tantamount to another age of enlightenment. And we're in a really awful place right now where the, you know, sociologically, we're, you know, this, this Republic is basically dead. The one we live in, um, we're, we're completely fractured. All, all, uh, constructive discourse has vanished and things like, you know, that song is about in, insidious racism being the most dangerous kind. Right. And, there's plenty of that and there still has been, but now there's a ton of overt, stark, really ugly racism and sexism and misogyny. And uh, and so sadly that song is really still very topical, um, but also I think musically uh, to be free still really, um, really resonates with me. It really, um, you know, it fires me up. So I'm, I'm going to be free. Did, did the song herbivore 
or as our British friends say, herbivore. Did you guys knowingly put any reggae influence in there or was it just, were you like, hey, let's make a, a little bit of, because I know Richie, no. you love <laughs> reggae so much. So were you guys like, hey, we're going to throw a little bit of this influence in here and slow it down. You've seen Tony perform like he has that kind of the twos off and a lot when he plays. And uh -huh. He just came in with that with that main riff, you know. But it was just it was more. I don't think I ever thought of it as like a oh, reggae. Yeah, but when it slows down, there's there's some accents on the twos and the fours. It has that a little <laughs> bit of that groovy Tony style. A little bit of that uh, '80s dancehall you know, early 80s Greensleeves records, Michigan and Smiley. Influence. I'll see if I can get someone to remix it into a, a, a dub record and then I'll, I'll put well, out a... a sadly, sadly, the, sadly, the mighty Lee Perry just left us, so... Yes, happy yeah, very tragic. Uh, anything else that you guys want to add about the Poison Fingers record? EP? I thought it was To Be Free. It's the two be well in in my mind it'll always be the two be three seven. It's the herbivore record. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. I was gonna say it, on our on our um, mailing list where you're, you get the uh, if you go on our website where it went podcast .com, and you sign up, put your email in. There's a discography that Javier compiled, and there it says herbivore seven. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Does well, it, yeah, I mean, it, on, on I thought that was going to be your hot track because of that. Huh? On so, Discogs, yeah. it says Poison Fingers, but uh, you're I right. Think, I, I don't think your hot track and the catalog title have to be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even know. I just thought maybe that was Javier's subconscious calling it that. that it was. You know, that I mean, was I, I have, a, I have a, a large herbivore tattoo on my back as well. And so maybe I just kind of was like putting my Can brain. We see it? No, you can't. I'm sorry. Not for free. <laughs> Maybe yeah, when you come, when we see you at a show, you'll show us. Yeah, that, I'll right? show it to you. Go. Okay. Sure you'll see it when he's picking right. up change on the floor, doing the uh, old some old style moshing. Yeah, I mean, I I could talk about the, this record for a while. Um, you know, just but you know, I am as as the other like you know uh, hardcore vegan with Richie. Uh, he was the OG vegan and. He influenced me, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm delighted and proud that we did put out a just a in-your-face vegan song. Me too. Because not many, you know, other than a band that's devoted to it, like Earth Crisis or something, not too many people are really willing to just come out and say it. And Richie didn't write about it in a, you know, in a in a in a very confrontational, obnoxious way. You know, it has a kind of a flowers and beauty. Uh, a vibe to it and an intention it's it's not about uh, it doesn't strike me as as like you know uh, you know um i'll be damned he, he's yelling in the face of uh misogynists so this song isn't like that to me yeah, herbivore is more like sit down and enjoy this tempeh with me <laughs> yeah yeah and let's talk it's not it's not it's not it's it makes you think yeah and those two songs are some of my favorite like guitar solos. The uh, the two be free guitar solo, it's 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 kind of slow and melodic. It's not showy, uh, and it kind of floats over that you know that C part that that uh, that we made. Yeah. And then the other one is, uh, you know, the herbivore one. Just uh, <laughs> um, again, it kind it kind of. Uh, uh, goes along melodically for a while, and just at the very end, it kind of uh, does a little fireworky thing. But 
you know, very satisfying when it goes, you know, that middle section, which is very kind of, uh, you know, it's almost like late 60s style, you know, uh, San Francisco band sounding or something in the middle of, of uh, you know, the reggae song. Um, power uh, of power meets, you know, what's that? I was, I was just saying let's <laughs> go bands. But, you know, I was just being arcane and weird. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, love those songs. Uh, I hope we play them more. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, definitely some, uh, you know, as the, as the new guys say, it's our deep cuts, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hope you do too, because I would love to hear them live. Now that we've yeah. warmed ourselves up, we've warmed ourselves up with a 7-inch, should we move on to a 12-inch? And this is uh, the A-side of the 7-inch we're going to release. This song is for my friend, Ray Martin. It's a song about, no. It's a song about abstaining from eating corpses. It's called Herbivore. Yeah. Is that the final word? That's it. Or the you call it the PETA seven inch and right? not PETA Moses. PETA Moses. <laughs> Man, Richie with those puns. He's got good, he's got he good one So punny. Remember yeah. what I said? He was he's the dude where if he was in my high school, that's the lunch table I'm sitting at. <laughs> wherever richie sits because he's cool as shit man like he just and and you know you know that's a lot coming from me because he made fun of rem and i still think he's cool mm. so um i mean he a, wasn't a, wrong <laughs> don't edit out that dead air. <laughs> yeah, that was a great Keep that dead air that in. Was great dead air um yeah but you know what do you know how vindicated i felt Jason knows what I'm about to say. Yeah, do you know how it. vindicated I, do you know how vindicated I felt where after that episode comes out, I'm scrolling the gram as I often do. That's Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I see my man, <laughs> our special guest mm -hmm. from this past Walter Schreifels. Walter Schreifels rocking wearing that REM, REM shirt made by my dude Conrad and Clumsy Goods. Oh, that was Did a clumsy shirt. Yep. That's cool. And, and I I felt so vindicated. And I said, Jason, look at this. <laughs> and I even got a text message. I literally got a text message that I also showed Jason. Jeff Caudle, bit of boat to Jeff, who, you know, fellow REM fanatic, said, Did you see Walter had an REM shirt on? And I was like, I sure did. You know, Jeff. the worst part of all of this is that you only said this stuff to Jason and not me. It's always early in the morning, and I'm like, I don't want to bother. It can't be that, dude. Nothing bothers me. I don't I, sleep with my notifications on. It doesn't matter. I wake okay. up and I'm like, cool. Like it. Do, it just doesn't matter. 
I got friends. Now on I got yo, I got hoes in different area codes. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> I got hoes. Plus, well, see, here's the thing though. If also the reason I sent it just to Jason is respectfully, you kept quiet, which I actually kept in my mind. I said, Javier knew not to cut to the quick. He knew that it was already bad enough that I'm getting it from Jason. And from I just laughed Richie. a little bit extra, just a little extra <laughs> laughter. That's so all I Javier, did. I thought Javier was like, you know, just like, I'm going to let this guy, I'm going to spare him. He's my friend. So I, that's why I just shot back at Jason. But no, I mean, these guys into another, just always such a pleasure to talk to. Yeah, always fun. Um, and, you know, just what a band, man. Like when I, when we do these episodes, like I, I mentioned, I like to listen to the record usually right before to kind of get me in the mood, almost like, you know, how some people would listen to, you know, certain music before they go on stage or, or start filming or whatever. And I like to, before the episode, play them and into another, I really like to sit and just pour over the lyrics while listening. And it's, it's a very rewarding experience. I would say anybody that's a fan that maybe is just so used to just sitting and streaming if you have the records, you know, dust them off and uh, open up the sleeve and read along because there's some awesome lyrics and just everything is just super tight. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to this record very often for whatever reason. Is it on Spotify? It is, yeah. It yeah. is, but I feel like it, it wasn't always. And also... I didn't have the MP3s of it until recently, which is someone today uh, in one of my group chats was like, yo, the new Every Time I Die is perfect. It's perfect. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't even listened to it yet because I'm just, I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of Spotify, to be honest. I'm mostly listening to my iPod. And so I need the MP3s, the download on my computer, put on my iPod, listen to it in the car. The reason why I, I got into this, do you know why I, I got more so into this? Two reasons. This seven inch? No, only listening to my iPod and not Spotify. Don't know. One was because I was playing Pokemon Go so much in the car, which is terrible. And so if I had it on Bluetooth, the Pokemon Go music would go over the music of the whatever I was listening to on Spotify and so I'd just be like, well, I'm just going to play Pokemon Go. So I just need to listen to my iPod. And so the iPod is like hardwired into the car. I mean, eventually I learned how to turn the music off of Pokemon Go instead of stopping playing in traffic like I should. Um, <laughs> the second reason is because there's just a lot of stuff that I like that's not on Spotify, right? Yeah. Like Green Rage. Um, Who? Exactly. A lot of the harsh noise that I listen to, um, you know, things, things like that, that where it's just not, maybe not on streaming or, yeah. uh, you know, oddly enough, an MP3 sounds better sometimes than fucking streaming Spotify through a Bluetooth on a car. Yeah. Oh yeah. So well, I, I, well, you know me now I, I in the car, I play CDs because yeah, they sound even better, CDs. Uh -huh. um, which is funny. Cause you know, I, I got, but like, I just, 
you know, you find them now for up two bucks, three bucks, whatever. And if you're at the record store and you're flipping through the bins and you find them and I just throw them, have a wallet now, throw them in the car. And I, I tend to, I feel I also tend to respect the album more, you know, instead of shuffling around, you just pop in the CD. Um, and also, listen. and like you, you said, stuff's CDs. not on streaming. It's you know? not on streaming. Yeah. You can get CDs sometimes very, very cheap. Um, if you have the patience to dig in the wild at used book or music yeah, stores. That's, that's where it's cheap because online, the prices are starting to go up. Uh, and also, Javier, you can probably weigh in. Cassettes, I feel like in the wild, they're super cheap. But sometimes... It depends, man. Like, I'm still very... Uh, well, these days, I'm a little bit more discerning about what I buy. Somehow I, I, I have been buying more new tapes and I, like Relapse has been doing a really good job of putting out tapes. And there's this uh, noise label I like called Deathbed Tapes that you know I'm a huge fan of. And so I'm buying theirs. And then uh, the band Enact on War Records, they just put out a two, two song promo on cassette and Oxygen Tank, which has Chris uh, Callahan and Morgan Carpenter, they put out a four song tape. So there's still a lot of people putting stuff out, people all around the world, New, just yeah, like me. Um, but I want that Godhead tape. Yeah, I, it's yeah, ju actually, I just got, um, uh, I approved the the stuff from the pressing plant today. Awesome. So it's, it, it'll be here in December because right now uh, tape pressing is seven to eight weeks out as opposed to still vinyl, vinyl, which is 12 to 24 yes. <laughs> months. I had a, a band that I put out on tape hit me up this week and said, hey, we want to do either a one-sided seven inch or a 10 inch. And I'm like, first of all, those are the most fucking wild formats you can imagine right now. Second of all, see you in 2024. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when I'm curious, when you, get new cassettes which i've gotten a couple because i uh -huh. i got that sweet walkman over yes. the summer yeah and i when i work now i i have headphones for it and i listen to it and i, I enjoy it sounds kind of shitty yes but also sounds good at the same time yes like for most of the stuff but anyway um so like i have a couple tapes that i've gotten new that were you know really cheap like bikini kill had these two cool limited like one was a pink tape and one was blue, mm -hmm. like different albums, Pussy Whipped and uh, Reject All American. But like, I have the records. So mm -hmm. you, do you just go, oh, I'm just buying the tape and that's it. Like well, new thing comes out on, you know, band you like, you said Relapse. Yeah. I know you're a fan of nothing, yes. right? So I, nothing so puts out a new album. Do you buy the record or do you buy the tape? It depends. Huh. This is an interesting thing in my life because uh, nothing and Full of Hell just put out new records, right? Nothing I bought on vinyl because I can listen to, I can put that on in the house and we can listen to it at dinner with the whole family. And it's like family friendly, full of hell. Nobody in my house wants to listen to that fucking racket except for me. So I bought it on tape so that I could play it on my boom box in the office. Makes so sense. it depends what it is. You know, um, I, the, I have three full of, well, I have three full of hell tapes now and then full of hell put out a noise box set that has fucking 
six cassettes inside of it that's all noise and it's fucking wild this is like three hours of noise right here and i had to track this down from a friend because they went on sale full of hell does this thing where things go on sale at midnight on their on their web store midnight what time pacific or east coast eastern Wait, so midnight Eastern is nine o'clock for you. It is, yeah, but that's usually too late for me. <laughs> I'm busy watching fucking Game of Thrones or C or something. But anyway, so. I have all into another records on cassette. I'm very proud of that. The cassette um, for this one looks sick. It does. Uh, Youth of Today right now, I have We're Not In This Alone and Can't Close My Eyes, uh, both the Caroline versions. I nice. don't have Disengage um you know what's crazy um nate of head to wall fame one of our patrons he sent me a picture dude he has a great his rev tape collection is unreal and some of those tapes i know from looking at discogs you're looking at 40 50 bucks right inside out on cassette 50 bucks is it (laughs) dude dude. jason it's weird like because there's certain things where i'll be like oh this would be cool to have on tape and i look and i'm like nope <laughs> like like it's like like inside out burn disengage those tapes are 50 bucks we're sealed whirlpool tape eight bucks yeah it, it just which, depends which one did you get the the first album sealed? i actually didn't get any yet uh oddly enough i should i should just buy them both i should just commit yeah. um I think I have the, both records now. The world oh, nice. I got I got liquid glass, yeah. So did you get liquid glass on colored? No, the first one I have is on colored. Mm. I gotta so, buy that. Yeah. As well. They're cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's that's all I got. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Into another sick. I'm looking forward to the next uh into another conversation as well with um, when we talk to them about Seamless in a few weeks. Um, one of my big, so 2010, I had a huge purge. Uh, I lost a job and I needed to pay rent and I just sold shit. I sold so much shit that I paid rent for like three months on it. And there's a few things in my mind that stick out of like, a ah, oh, fuck, why did I sell that? And one of them is, seamless on clear mm. um that's like a hundred dollar record now isn't it it is like 50 60 75 and also most of the seamless on clear that i have seen in the world have the corner cut off i don't even know that i've You're seen right. uh, seen one intact my i have it on black and it has the corner cut off that's very and so usually they do that when it's a promo right because it's yeah, you're correct it's it's to denote that something about being sold in the store yeah so i'm i'm looking now on discogs i have it on my discogs, discogs like alerts so when a new one gets put up that's in a decent oh, price range I, um so this and because you know we are as as brian mcturnan said we are tastemakers mm-hmm. so people are listening I do see that there is a copy of Seamless on Clear. There was not recently when I looked mm-hmm. uh, for forty nine ninety nine and five dollars shipping. It right now. 
Not bad. Um, U.S. shipping only, no new buyers, sturdy box from personal collection. I don't see anything about a clip corner either of. Um, the time you know, to buy it is when you see it. Something you else really get, are you doing it? Oh, I have a fucking notification right here. Yes, a one in want list says. One? Dude, I get emails every day. You know what it says? I'm not even kidding you. Huh. What it says? Hold on, I'm gonna find. I gotta find the email. Discogs, where are you? Discogs. Um, my, I get emails. I get two emails a day right now from eBay for something that I have notification on, and that is hardcore demo. You get nice. only. You get, get two emails. Two a day? emails a day. Yeah. From eBay saying eleven new items in hardcore demo, four new items in hardcore demo, and you want to know how many of those notifications are good zero zero of them yeah i i don't even pay attention to emails which i probably should but um jason you're about to get real weak when i show you this email. okay hit me so the subject line says greg pollard 100 new items for sale in your want list i have about over 900 because basically anytime i'll just put it i don't know why i don't really understand the point of it i guess if someone can I, and I guess unless you only had a few wants and then you get this email and it makes sense. But when you see a hundred things, I'm not scrolling through that. And look what shows at the top. Slow. Can you guess? No. R.E.M. Screen. County Crows. <laughs> August and everything after. Mike McJernan. Bit of bow. Bit of bow, Mike. Bit of bow, Mike. But yeah, I get that. So it's like almost like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, why bother with this? Like, uh, I'm not going to bother looking through a hundred things. Um, so I don't, but Hob, did you, did you purchase it in uh, real time? I'm, I'm going to right now. Two other snake you if you two don't. other interest. Don't snipe me, dude. <laughs> oh, two other interesting that's things. That's Greg's pleasure. Two I other we got hey! super touch shirt. <laughs> Where is that super things. touch shirt now? And now it's in my possession. Thank About God. Seamless. So I, I bought Seamless on cassette for very cheap, and it said that there was some water damage on it. You want to see what the water damage is? Yeah. It doesn't open. It doesn't open at all. Oh. And this, okay, so this uh, type of cassette um, cover is, I believe, called a U card. There's O cards, J cards, and then I think this is called a U card. And that's the one that goes across the whole back and then it has the two holes punched out. Um, Big in Canada. Every right, time I right see a, now, a Canadian one, it's that. I, I only know of one pressing plant that makes these U cards right now. And I actually had to search out for it. I had to ask, because again, that oxygen tank demo that Chris Callahan is in, they had it. And so I asked the band, hey, where did you get this made? Just in case I oh, ever really? want to get one done. But do you know, is that a thing with Canada? Because I feel like everything I've looked at on Discogs, if it's a Canadian version, uses that um, U card. I, I, I think it depends a lot of times on the uh, the tape because the Caroline, we're not in this alone, also has the U card. And the okay. Caroline, I uh, can't close my eyes, also has the U card. Which is very huh. interesting. Yeah, those maybe are, where they... we're gonna get there. But how many, how many different versions of We're Not in Sloan are there? Oh my! Is God. it four? I think it's four. So uh, I'm thinking mixed wise. There's the original Caroline. There's the Caroline remix. Two. And then and then there's the Rev '97 mix. Three. Because that that unless the we is there a we bite version of that? Funhouse. 
yes fun house or whatever i don't know if that's a different mix i know I think that, there's three mixes yeah i think there's three, just three. okay I now four. covers there's different covers because you got the right 97 cover the spray you know the spray paint oh logo. so yeah. wait so there's original caroline mix original right? cover and then the 97 what is that mix uh, the 97 is a new mix okay so then what's the third the original caroline, caroline remix the album came out and then very shortly after they were like we, they did a different mix uh-huh so there's a second there's a second mix of the uh caroline and like it has a sticker on it i think right it's just like okay remix. is it there, has less backups different backups to it is or there a place on the internet that has all of these versions in one place so that I could download them all and listen to them. I don't think that there is. I don't think there is. I don't think so. That's, uh, you know who we need to get on that? You know who I'm going to say? Blogged and Quarter. Tim McMahon. Tim, mm. yeah. Tim, Blogged and Quarter would be insane. If, if you know the guy from Blogged and Quartered and you're listening to this, please just send him this part and tell him how much I love him for providing me with hours of rare MP3s to put on my fucking iPod because that is maybe my most mind blog and I heard it's back up in action. Bit about a blogged and quartered. Please, blogged and quartered, make a post with every possible youth of today. We're not in this alone mix. Please do it for I'll, the children. Do you have on mp3 the original mix i don't even know what i have i have something in my in my itunes you'll know you'll know up right here. the 97 one sounds like much you know polished uh, as yeah. polished as as polished as it can be mine just being. says mine on itunes says we're not in this alone 2008 so that's probably well that sometimes the dates are funky. right so who knows um, what the fuck that is but but if if you chances are if it's the mp3s that are going around it's the uh rev um i have the first mix what i, I figure out how to say what i do it. know is that when i was a kid and i had we're not in this alone on tape only because i loved tapes back then and then I heard another version of it on CD or record or whatever. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? I was like really taken aback with how different it sounded from the cassette that I was used to. And so in my, in my heart and mind, the original Caroline mix cassette mix is the number one. So I would be very interested to put the time in, and listen to all of the versions. Do an A B do an A B yeah. of the uh we can do it. Mix. We got what 16, 16 or 17 releases away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what is that? 56 or 7? Uh right? it is 59. Oh. Um so. also of note, going back to seamless, um, on Discogs right now, it looks like there's two cassettes in America for sale. One is a standard copy that's $33. $33 for this tape, Jason. That's a lot. That's a lot for a tape. Yeah. The yeah. second is a uh, album promo with just an orange cover 
and a white sticker on it. And most of the pictures on Discogs are blurry. It just has a Hollywood Records logo on the back. And then it has, you can't even tell what's on the front because it's so fucking blurry. Um, guess how much? Off the top of your head, Jason. $29.99. No, add $100 to that and you're Holy about shit. One twenty-five wow. plus shipping. Damn. Damn. $130 if you want this, if you're a super fan and you have to have this into another seamless promo cassette. I want to say that the seller that has this clear into another, which I'm assuming by the time Garth listened to this. Uh, no, it's not Garth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Garth. It was, it was Charlie, right? Oh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, yes, Charlie. <laughs> Text Charlie. <laughs> um, the seller that is selling this into another on clear has an original version of um because i was looking at what's on my one list that they have uh chad's inhaler album their mm -hmm. their major label debut produced hey. by who Damascus. oh really yeah it's a great record listen if you go on uh well i gotta another... go i gotta go watch a movie guys if, i'm gonna you, go watch a hold movie. on if you this is the very last thing if you go on discogs and search into another search the marketplace search cassettes Creepy EP on cassette, fifty dollars. Ignore us on cassette, Ouch. twenty-five dollars. In-flight program on cassette, twenty pound, twenty pound oh, plus shit. twelve pound shipping, which oh, comes shit. up to forty-four dollars. Forty-four dollars. CD's like two dollars. And then, uh, self titles, ten dollars. That's good. Um, there, I, I want to buy this, but I'm looking for the right price in uh 95 or 96 i believe a cassettes a revelation records cassette sampler came out and on the pic the front cover is a picture of popeye in farside pre-playing guitar so it's hmm, that's like that. 92 93 honestly i'd never seen this tape until like a year or so ago which is very strange but those run about 20 bucks right now um so as far as into another albums go on discogs right now there's only like four or five for sale in america which is pretty wild so get on it yeah if, if that's something that you're into you're an idiot like me and you're starting to turn into an idiot like you Greg. better buy that you better buy that clear one though. the time is now hey all i gotta yeah. say is thanks for being a patron yeah. all right jason I'll what do we got next guys. time Oh uh, shit! Yeah, next time we're talking about manic compression by Quicksand. Woo! Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Quicksand month is over, but we're rolling on. We're going back we're to it. Quicksand. Yeah. Kick it. All right. Well, and actually, hey, by yo. by the time of that one, I will have seen Quicksand. I think we'll both have seen them. Yeah. yeah oh so. shit! No, we won't. I cool. missed them. I missed them here because yeah. I was in Hawaii, but uh, it looked like a really nice show. The Troubadour, as I've said before, go on record. I believe that has the best live sound on the West Coast. So seeing Quicksand at the Troubadour with Steve Brodsky would have been a really, really good sounding gig. Next time. And hopefully Steve plays. I watched some videos, but I didn't uh -huh. watch too many videos because I uh -huh. wasn't trying to, no spoilers. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, gentlemen. All right. That's all we'll I got. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.
What is up, everybody? This is Javier from the Where It Went podcast. Just wanted to give a special bit of bow to our top tier patrons. Billy Tunnell, Bram Hubble, Brandon Cavell, Brian Skiffington, Brooklyn, Cesar Falcon, Chad Keplinger, David Palmer, Cliche John, Dirk Focused, Dustin Perry, Jeremy Holohan, John Cowell, Quiet Keith, Maddie Cox, Nate of Head to Wall Fame, Rob Moran, Ryan Walker, Tim Shear, Siren Records, and Dollar Slice Bootlegs. Uh, listen, if you would like to help us out every month, please go to www.wherewhenpodcast.com. Get some information about that. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bidibo.